No. You're probably <laughs> wondering how I got here. <laughs> it's already so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. I can't even get up. <laughs> well, you're probably wondering how I got here. Oh, yeah. Um, I can explain. Um, I did something called overtrain and, uh, <laughs> man, so like, as you know, I've been boxing. Yes. And on top of that, I've still been weightlifting and stuff like that. Good. Um, and last week, I think I went to the gym probably six days throughout that week. Damn. Um, really? And I was, it. yeah, I was trying. I'll be trying, but I learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so like, um, I would hit the bag and do my boxing drills after my upper body workout. Ah. So okay. it was just a lot of strain, a lot of wear and tear. And yeah. now I'm here. Um, back spasms and all. Uh, it's my left trapezius muscle. Um, left side. Okay. And that leads me into my next story. Wow. So let's get right into it. Okay. Can't. So, um, <laughs> I was like, because they can't see you. But for those of you who want to see him, I hope he puts this on the YouTube channel. I swear to God. But he's in this position where he's laid up like Kate Winslet on Titanic. And he's like, draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> like he's in a very provocative <laughs> position. So right away, holy shit, I got to hear this story. Go on, sir. All right, man. So you know how today was going to be hot as fuck? Yeah. I wrote a haiku about that. Want to hear it real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me hear it. My balls are sweaty. It is hot as fuck outside. Eat a dick, Summer. Mm. There's Derek your Lewis approved. Mm. Done. <laughs> mm. ah, I interrupted. Go ahead. All right, man. So it was going to be hot as fuck today, right? So me, mm. me and the guys, me and two of my guys, we had plans on going to the beach. And uh, having an adventure, uh, eating some um, some shroom bars. Oh, yes. Okay. So, so we get there, get to the place. You know, we we walk down to where the water is, mm. and we smart of us, smart of me. I knew my mm. back was hurting, but I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go anyway." <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so I forgot that it's a mile hike to get down to where the water is oh. from where we were. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And so with a bad back. Halfway through, I'm like, this is a terrible idea. I probably should just stay at the Pokemon Center, <laughs> rest it up, and chill with, you know, Nurse Joy. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's no. the move. So, instead, I said, you know, let me eat these little rare candies, these shroom sure. bars. Sure, sure. Um, And just enjoy myself. Enjoy myself, right? One with nature. So, I eat the shroom bars, and we give it down by to where the water is, and I start feeling that shit kick in. Uh-oh. My fucking, my fucking face feels like I have a bunch of flies on it, and it's on fire and shit. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and then the pain in my back became excruciating. Oh, no. It didn't even Yeah, so me. I'm in the water. I'm like, fuck, I got to lay down. Oh. I'm over here, like, trying to sit and lay down, but I can't find a good spot to do it at. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man, where's the keys, man? I gotta go. So I walk, I start walking back to the car. Mind you, it's a mile hike to get back to the car. Right. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm fucking done with life. I'm like, well, Jesus, please take the wheel and I'm done. <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> uh, oh, and no. So, and so halfway through, um, my, my little hike to get back to the car, my left shoulder goes numb. 
Oh, Jesus. Goes fucking numb. Uh, and it, it feels like there's like a ton of fluid that's just built up in there. Dude. The entire left side, yeah. And so I started tweaking. We get in the car, <laughs> and we're on the way home, and I'm like, yo, it, how does my arm look? Because, like, it feels numb, and I feel like I got a it's lot of gone. fluid in there. My guy looks at me, he's like, oh, it, it looks normal. And I'm like, well, that shit don't feel normal. Oh, my God. <laughs> it felt like I was going to lose my arm. I'm not lying. Like, Dude. I felt like my arm was just dead weight. Was this the injury or the shrooms? Both. Both. Oh, man. <laughs> might be both. Ugh. Oh, fuck. See, I can't even do yeah, that without being even, in pain. You're trying to strain yourself. It's Just lay there, Kate Winslet. It's fine. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> we'll find Leo DiCaprio for you. You're good there. <laughs> you're good there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's um, crazy. So, other than that, um, last night was pretty interesting. So, yeah, I was on the phone with this girl. And then, um, you know, started getting tired or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. And, and this other girl texts me. Okay. Um, Let's just call... Fuck. I got to give them names now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are these new Pokemon? Oh, uh, yeah. We're going Pokemon. We're going Pokemon. All right. So, we'll go, uh, we'll go uh, Ponita. Okay. Ponita's the one I'm on the phone with. Got it. And then uh, we'll go... um, We'll go... um. I don't think I used Mudkip yet. So we'll oh, use no. Mudkip for the one that hit me up. Gotcha. Oh, it's not a text or whatever. Cool. And then she FaceTimes me. Mm. So yeah, so I tell I tell Pony that I'm about to go to sleep. Okay. And then I pick up the call from Mudkip. And then we have a conversation. And then <laughs> Oh God. That's never good when you start laughing in the middle of your stories, man. I shouldn't I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't be this is damn near kissing and telling, but I'm already into the story, so I got to tell you now. Ah, I got to tell you, you now, because I was on some fuckery now. last night. I'm not going to lie to oh, you. Oh, man. The horn dog is back already, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, so we're on yeah, FaceTime, and so, you know, we um, she starts showing me body parts. You know okay. what I mean? As I think everyone knows what you mean. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Anyway. <laughs> um, And so, you know, eventually we hang up, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. After we hang up, I'm like, damn, I feel like shit. Oh. And so I'm like, let me call Pony to back and um talk her to sleep. Uh, oh, okay. And so Got you. I talked her to sleep, knowing that I had to work at five in the morning. Oh, man. And by this time, it's already like, hmm, two, three. Oh, fuck that. Um, and my back is hurting. So. Right. Yeah. So much for work. And uh, so, yeah, zero sleep, zero work. And uh, zero recovery time for my back. Right. Damn, dude. Um, so, yeah. Those are how my past two days went. Nice. Lots of pain and suffering, it sounds like. Jesus. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, so, yes, folks. Don't overtrain. And we've been talking about weight loss and fitness and being a good gym bro. That's the other side of it. Maybe don't be too much of a gym bro either. Like, there are consequences. And the mushroom thing, I'm a little more curious about more how that went for you was that today you took the shrooms or was that yesterday that was today and low-key i was in too much pain to even enjoy it i was gonna say like are you still even like having fun with it or are you just kind of like whatever i'm in pain and everything sucks well all right here's the good part Mm. here's the good part of my 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 trip so i came home and um had a whole conversation with my dad while i was (laughs) oh god <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh man, we was hey, it was one of the best conversations we've had since I've been back though. I ain't gonna cap. Hey, that's good. All of our best conversations have happened when I've been under the influence of 
um, the devil's lettuce yep. or Mario's mushroom. <laughs> I was just uh, gonna say it's a fun restaurant all over again. <laughs> Here we go. But man, you're not man. lying. You got some deep conversations with him. Yeah. Um, we're talking about. Okay, so I came home like, damn, it's hot as fuck. She was like, oh, where'd you go? I was like, oh, I went to the beach. He was like, the beach? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then this, this, this is how you know he's my dad. Oh. He gets up and he's like, oh, shit, fuck, I'm cramping. <laughs> That's every dad, dude. I do the same thing. Like, <laughs> getting out of a chair is a fucking challenge. <laughs> and your ass is like, like, I can't wait to be in my 30s. I'm going to be so spiritual and great. I was like, okay, just hey, you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> Outside of me stopping that for myself because I'll overtrain. Yep. I'm, I'm on that trajectory. I mean, you're not wrong. You take care of yourself and you have a good chance of going into your 30s feeling very healthy. But I will point out that how you're feeling today, that's going to be more of a regular thing when you get to be my age. It's just... <laughs> and it's not going to be for fun things like overtraining. It's going to be for stupid things like taking a left turn and turning your neck wrong. Hold back is gone. Just like that. It's fun. And then your knees are going to click. Like little Rice Krispies. Whenever you fucking walk down the hallway, it's cool. I'm, it's, I'm, I am very comfortable with who I am. I just understand that certain body parts are probably not going to work. As long as the main one keeps working, I'm good. Actually, I said the two main ones. As long as this mm-hmm. is working, and that works. Yeah, that guy's working. North and South Pole. You feel me, bro? So as long as those two are still going, Santa's workshop is going to be just fine. You know what I'm saying? Man, I feel you. I <laughs> oh, fucking feel God. you, man. I'm about now, to, I'm about to have him rip my arm off and fucking put on a Decepticon arm or some shit. Cause that'd be awesome. Man. Yeah, man. You know what would probably help you right now? Taking the first of your four shots that you have to take. <laughs> I sleep next to yeah my baby the the big big Stella over there. Mm. <laughs> Does it big gulps. Stallion? Big gulps. Yeah. This man uh, owes us four shots today, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll get into why in a little bit. But I figure you might want to start with one now because instead of you always like to just do back to back to back to back all at once, and then you wonder why you woke up on the floor the next day. So maybe spread it out this time. Hey, just man. Try, just trying to help you. I can't help it. That's the moan in me. All right. I, you're not wrong. I get it. Everything <laughs> is one loop and um back to back. So Young especially gum. when we drink this Hennessy. So yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever you gotta do, bottoms up, sir. I'll let you All right, man. pace yourself. <clears throat> but it might help you. That might make the, the back and shoulders feel a little looser, you know. It might, man, but it I'm, I'm kind of nipping right now. I feel I feel exposed. Maybe I should have yeah, wore a shirt, but <laughs> I haven't been wearing a shirt because of good I, reasons, though. You I don't blame I mean? you. It's, it's, it's not because I'm, I'm out here just trying to nip and shit and take pictures <laughs> for the groom. Ladies, pay attention. That nipple is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your sister. I wasn't trying to call anybody out, but I mean. I mean, hey, we got female listeners too, man. You got to give them the goods every once in a while. You know, we're equal opportunity around here. Hey, man. Equal opportunity employer. That's right. Hey, Any color women can get it. You poured a, an appropriate level shot this time for once. Hey, <laughs> we're learning. Yeah. Uh you be careful with that. This is um, this is what I should have been drinking this whole time. I think so. Like um, that's the that's probably I've the move. Drinking like full shots. So, yeah. well, good luck, sir. Cheers, my brother. I know I was supposed to pick up that Malort, but that's <laughs> okay. Uh, Final. You, you've been through enough. If I gave you Malort now, it'd probably be like cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, the blood's <laughs> gonna be on your hands, my brother. Yeah, don't want that. I'm good. Uh, someone's got to carry the legacy onto the bank, bro. So you feel me? <laughs> 
I'm glad it's you today, because fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Cheers, my brother. Cheers, sir. So, while he is slowly suffering in silence over there, I will bring up one point I want to talk about before we get into the show. And this news, wow, your face. Wow, wow, wow. It's always that first shot that's like, holy shit. Yeah. Did I just drink rubbing alcohol? It's the icebreaker, you know? It has to introduce itself to your body again, and then everybody goes, oh, wait, you're kind of fun. You can hang out. And then the rest of the shots go down easy. Usually how it it's, works. Oh, wait, I'm fucked. Hmm. Like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> now, weeks ago, if you've been listening to our show again, thank you. We love you. Welcome back. Love to see you. Love to hear from you. Um, Quite a few weeks ago, I educated my partner here on something called Fire Festival. And that is something where a man named Billy McFarland, long story short, in 2017, he put on this sham festival, giant, giant farce, where he promised, like, the great, sexy one percenters who are super loaded and got mommy and daddy's money and daddy's Maserati. He promised them an amazing, never-before-seen, incredible trip to a Bahamian island where they would take part in a multiple-day journey through music and debauchery and endless music and food and booze and everything listening to some amazing concerts and just going buck wild. And it turns out it was pretty much an airport parking lot with some half constructed tents and the food that they were supposed to get. That was luxurious was a plain cheese sandwich and some salad with no dressing. Long story short, this spawned like two massive documentaries about this. And I loved every bit of them because it just got worse and worse as it went. I'm surprised they didn't eat each other by the end of this fucking thing. And long story short for that one, Mr. McFarland ended up going to jail. He was convicted of, like, frauding investors and ticket vendors of, like, $26 million. And he ended up spending four years in jail on a six-year sentence. So, didn't work out well for him, right? Right? That's what you would think. That'd be the end of that. News came out yesterday that Mr. McFarland is fresh out of jail. And while he was in solitary confinement, and while he was in prison doing his time, he sat months and months on end. Just thinking, talking to himself, maybe scribbling down some stuff. Who the fuck knows? And when he left prison, the first thing he did was put together a little news conference, got some reporters, and announced that he's going to do it again. For some fucking reason, Firefest 2 is official. And I am delighted. I can't believe the fucking gall of this man. After even going to jail, the best thing he came up with was, I see what I did wrong. Let's do it again. This oh time I'm not God. getting caught. This time I don't get caught. That's right. Maybe he thought about, I should probably have a getaway plan in case this goes south. Who knows? And I don't know if Ja Rule is still his partner on this one for the second go around, or if he's got <laughs> other investors. But oh my God, boys and girls, it is on again. Here's the real kicker. The first round of tickets for this have already sold out. Oh my fucking. So not only is he buying a one-way ticket back to prison, but the people are also going to get fucked over again. Again. <laughs> again. Like, this is like the ultimate, like, fool me <laughs> once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of shit. Like, how? 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 Oh, <laughs> my God. I read that and I flipped the fuck out. Like, I was just in, just laughing hysterically because of the balls, the audacity. And you motherfuckers are going to go do this again. You already paid him money to do this again. Like The result's going to be the same. It's probably going to be worse. Like, how? How how are people this stupid? How are people this 
just diluted. I don't under- I don't understand it. It's so ridiculous that it's just hilarious at this point. Whatever happens well, to y'all out there, this is on you. First time I got you. Second time. <laughs> you well, deserve it. I mean, since we're on this topic, I just wanted to quickly say, if anyone is looking to donate money, my cash app is at RyanVang15 if you guys want to donate money. Because if you guys are donating money to this shithead, you guys might as well donate it to one of the bank bros. That's what I'm saying. Leave that cash <laughs> infusion, bro. You can leave that shit on my fucking envelope on my doorstep. I'm good. I don't, need, I don't need that digital trail. Just put that cash in my fucking pocket, bro. Yes. Um, and if you guys want CJ's address, um, it's a soda. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I just I can't I can't manage it today. It's too hot for me to think about this shit, but oh my god. I mean this man's gonna do it again. What I got out of this was to always follow your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! <laughs> yes, this is inspiration. No matter what the world people. says. <laughs> no matter what me and CJ tell you. Doesn't matter what a jury th- says. Did fuck it. Just, fuck it. No matter what the, the law says. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just do it. Chase your dreams, no matter Never what they stop. are, no matter how big or how small. Doesn't matter, man. You just mm. you keep going until you achieve the impossible dream, man. Woo! Mm. A fucking so people over and ending up in prison. Mm. I can't wait for the next documentary that I'm sure we're going to get <laughs> from after this just terrible event is going to take place. I believe he said it is happening next year, like 2024. So you're going to plan this in a year. Wow. <laughs> Whoever his business partners are need to be fired immediately. Slapped around, thrown in prison as well. Just, I don't know. I don't know who's advising him. I don't know if he even has advisors. He might just be, this might be all him for all I know. But if he's got partners and y'all just letting this man just run with this fucking ball, even though he's running down the fucking wrong way, you know, you don't care, huh? You're just going to let this happen. People who nah. pay for tickets already. Y'all just going to, y'all, you cool the cheese sandwich? Maybe they like cheese sandwiches. I'm not a fan, but I mean, cheese is pretty good. Living dairy. No, they, they get worse food than that. They, shit. Prison food's probably better than that shit. They oh, get way worse food than fucking cheese sandwiches. They wish they got cheese sandwiches. They just get the bread. Right. Not even toasted. Not even toasted. Nope. Plain white bread, bread. Maybe butter, but definitely we'll get mayo. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's margarine, my guy. They can't afford butter. That's man. Yeah. Just bread, Ooh. fucking mayo, and lettuce. Oh, my yep. God. Yum. That's a sandwich for you. So that's all I want to say about that was y'all fucking crazy. If y'all try to do this shit for a second go around, good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> good luck to you, but um, I'll see you at the next uh, sentencing, I guess. Exactly. This is this got a one-way trip, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we should start the show now. What do you think? All right, man. Look, play the music. Play the music. i play that funky music. All right, welcome everybody back to the Bank Bro Show. I am as always, your illustrious host, you can call me Mr. Siege. That guy needs uh, a hug and some Vicodin and some something in his cash app. Whatever. Maybe a blowjob, but whatever. I mean, if, if you're offering that too. So his name is yeah. Ryan, in case you forgot. Hi. But go and help me. help my man out. He is a broken soul so, right now. My mom actually named me Ryan, so that's why they call me Ryan. So Oh, oh, that's yeah. how that works. Yeah. 
Did I ever tell you that my mom wanted my middle name to be Ryan? No, I'll, I'll do you one better. So my grandmother actually named me, and my mom always has a sticking point. She goes, because, I mean, I'm not going to give people my entire name. I go by Siege for a reason. However, my name is not Stephen Ryan, which is what, if my mom had any say, that's what my name would be. Stephen Ryan. And I, I give her shit for this every time it comes up. I'm like, what part of me looks like a Stephen and or a Ryan? Fucking Stephen? Steve. My name would be Steve. I'm Steve. Steve. That Yo, what? man. Fucking Steve. Right. Steve is like, I can't see Steve. But Ryan are, is like, okay, I can, I can see Ryan. I can see Ryan. Steve, there, are, there are no black men named Steve anywhere in the world. I'm just putting that out there. And if you're a black Steve, I apologize. I don't think you count. That is not a name for someone like me. I'm just and, I'm putting that out there. And if you're a black Steve, can you please let us know? Yeah. I kind of want to know what life is like for black Steves. Is it good? Are you guys thriving? Um, if you're thriving, let us know. I feel like there isn't a life with a black Steve because there are no black Steves. Right. So no, no. Again, no offense to Steves. I got Steves no. who are friends, but they're not black, so it's weird. Um. <laughs> anyway, let me digress. A little bit of sports news in one realm, and a lot of sports news in a different realm. We'll get to the small stuff first, and end up with the big stuff later on. So you guys stay tuned for that. The small stuff being just a couple tidbits of NFL news this week mm. that I wanted to discuss in general with you because both of them are. Pretty fucking interesting, if you ask me. Uh, first thing being, uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor, who is a running back on the Indianapolis Colts, and ooh, burped right into the mic. So essentially, he's been a big dispute with the Indianapolis Colts. He's unhappy, like we mentioned a couple weeks prior. Running backs in general are just miserable right now, and I know that's first world problems, and they're millionaires, but they're being underpaid. Those guys are workhorses. They're looking for some money. That's their argument that they're being underpaid and undervalued. So Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league. The guy's a muscle machine, does very well for his team, but he wants out. He wants to be traded. They went back and forth. He held out, didn't come back to practice, all that stuff. Now he's back, but kind of just on the physically unable to perform list because I think they're just kind of bullshitting around until he gets the fuck out. They have now allowed Mr. Taylor to explore a trade. So, and I'll do you one better. News just came out a few hours ago. The Colts are giving the trade a deadline of this Tuesday. So he's only got a few days to get the fuck out of Dodge, which is fucking crazy. That's a very short. That's a, a nasty divorce is what that is. That's mm. that's not mutual terms. That is just get the fuck mm. out, man. So that my question to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's get out. We're done. So my question to you is, hey, where does he go next? Who is winning? The Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes, in your opinion. You know, I believe that there are a lot of teams in the running. I haven't read up on this or anything, but I assume there are because there's a lot of teams that actually need a, a running back that could Absolutely. use a solid starting running back because they got a bunch of twos and threes. Absolutely. Um, in my opinion, I think he ends up in Chicago. Ooh, please tell people why. <laughs> One, um, the draft capital that the Bears can give up. Is True. very attractive. Um, hey, Chicago's attractive right now. It, if they if they trade their picks, theoretically speaking, you're going to get a top twelve pick. That's true. You know, we depending have, on where have, they finish, but top twelve is normally where you'll pick. We have number twelve, I believe, and we have a possibility of having like a top three. It depends on yes. how Houston, uh, how the Panthers do. So yes, we'll see. I was going to say that too. 
They don't even need to trade their pick. They could just trade the Panthers pick. That's very true. Trade one of the Panthers, the, the Panthers pick this coming draft, mm-hmm. trade a first, maybe a second for next year's draft, and you could throw in a player three. You'll be fine. <laughs> you could you can give them like um Equinemia St. Brown. You got it. Bye. Bye. St. Brown, you can give them um <laughs> your pick between Foreman and Herbert or both. Probably, probably Foreman. Foreman just got Foreman? there, but I mean, we're good. <laughs> I would give them both and run it with JT and Roshan. Woo! That'd be That's what nasty. I would do. Nasty, nasty. Um, I think it makes too much sense for the scheme. I think the receivers that the Bears have are respectful enough to never, and I mean never, stack the box. No, that's true. That's true. Because DJ Moore has top end speed. Oh yeah, he could beat you one on one. He he's good off press. He yep. he's a good number one re- receiver. Absolutely. Um, you got other guys like Claypool and Mooney who got a lot of speed, a lot of big play potential. They're looking good so far. You always have to have somebody over the top for guys like that. That's, that's right. going to open up the run game for Fields and JT. And that's mm. another thing. JT has another mate. That's right. He's proven in Justin Fields. He can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. Thank you for the people in the and back. He can run the ball, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know that. So I feel like that's a match made in heaven. Um, scheme wise, fit wise. I just don't know if Jonathan Taylor has the patience to say, okay, I'm going to thug it out with the Bears because I see where the vision is and I see where we can go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just to recap, like I said, the draft capital that the Bears can give up. The potential running backs that they can give up, um, and the scheme fit and the players around them just make all too much sense to me. Very, very true. And I'm glad you brought them up because they are on my list for sure. However, I will say, number one, that you're talking about the trade, the draft capital, how much you think it would cost to actually bring them in. I feel it would take a smaller package than most people think. Whoever wants to trade for him. Because yes, the Colts are asked, they've been public. They want a first round pick for him. And here's the thing. Not only do we all know that you want to get rid of him by Tuesday, so your price already dropped right there. Way to fucking go. Number two, this whole fucking drama has been public the entire summer. Everyone knew he was on the way out. Like, that's been the narrative for a long time. Even though we say don't believe narrative all the time, this one was pretty fucking cut and dry. Like, he was deleting off his social media and shit. Like, he was Since last season, everyone kind of saw this coming. Exactly. So, I feel, and I'm very honest about this, like a second round pick and maybe a player, if you're fucking lucky. I think the second-round pick does it by itself because, again, running backs are highly undervalued right now, so mm-hmm. everyone's buying low. They know. We also have Matt Eberflus here, so that's his old guy. That's his old coach. So I didn't even mention that. We're very enticing for that very reason. It's familiarity. Eberflus mm-hmm. used him immediately. I'm thinking like a second-round pick and like maybe, a, maybe you give Herbert. I don't think Herbert needs to go. I would try to push Foreman. Or a receiver or some kind of line, something. Mm. I don't think it would take much to bring him to Chicago or to anywhere else for that. So that would be cool. With the Bears, yeah, I would, we have, like you said, we have some really good twos and threes in that running back room. So Khalil Herbert, he's got a lot of potential. Roshan Johnson, I loved that pick. Dante Foreman, actually pretty underrated from last year, too. So like, and they still have Travis Homer, I think. So just as like a kind of a gun, but. There's a thing there is we have a very full room right now. So I, I, I want to, I hate that I have to say it like that, but it's like, I feel we're like the last option because of that is we're kind of stacked. We're kind of fine. You know, Jonathan Taylor would absolutely make Fields' life so much easier. Oh my God. So like his, 
talk about potential. It's going to be skyrocketing with Jonathan Taylor there. It's like, I dare you to stack the box. Right. I dare you. What are you fucking going to do? You're not going to stop all of them. So, yeah. What's yeah. she going to do? So, that, that's all I'm saying is just, I feel we're last choice just because we're a little stacked up. But would I love it? Fuck, for the right price, please. The only other thing is, whoever's going to get him, and this is the other point I wanted to make, he's owed like at least like 15 to 17 million next year. So you're you're pretty much understanding like he's going to end up getting a big contract sooner rather than later because you're going to have to. Otherwise, where else is he going to go? He's going to go for pennies somewhere else and flay the fuck out. So all I'm saying is if you're paying for him right now, you're paying top dollar, which sucks. And the Bears have been actually really fucking smart with their cap this year. So we still have the money to afford him, and we could take that hit if we really wanted to. And they were all in on fields making some noise this year. Yes. It's a very big possibility. I feel there is a better option all around for him, though. And that's the Miami Dolphins. Mm. I will pause for effect. Mm. That yeah. would be... Yeah. Miami was all in on Delvin Cook. I don't care what anybody says. They were the first ones thinking about bringing him in. It didn't work out mm-hmm. that way, which is fine. Yep. He went to greener pastures with the Jets. That's going to be fun to watch, but it's a first-round knock- uh, knockout, Jets. Stop getting it twisted. The Jets would not win the Super Bowl this year, but I digress. Anyway, he said Miami. Greener grass. Greener grass. You like how I did that? Like what you did there. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Miami was 25th in rushing last season. 25th. That's pretty fucking rough. Bringing in someone like Jonathan Taylor with that fucking offense, that offensive line, would make Miami legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Not saying they're not right now. Jonathan Taylor would absolutely put them over the top. So, also, you know, Miami drafted, um, what's his name? Devon Achain? Yes. Yes. Devon I love Achain. his potential. He's got great potential. However, he just got injured, and now he's officially week to week. So, now you're in real trouble on that rushing offense. And bring in JT, and damn, you let you let Achain kind of rest, get back to 100% halfway through the season. Ooh, that becomes a real threat now in that ground game. So, all I'm saying is Miami is very enticing. I can see why he would be a perfect fit for them. I would love the Bears, but I think Miami gets him a ring faster. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I don't think Miami's going to win anything this year either, but shit, he would make them legitimate, yeah. legitimately scary. <laughs> I agree. Um, my question to you, though, is uh, who would they give up? What would they give up? Again, I don't think it. T- I would say like a second round, and they could probably put package like a second and a sixth or something. Just you know, and then if you have somebody, I was gonna say if you had to give him somebody, yeah, Mostert really, or Jeff Wilson. I like Jeff Wilson though. Jeff Wilson's pretty good. I like his yeah, game. Like he's, I think he's a little underrated. I mean, yeah, Mostert, I'd probably give let, let him go. Mostert is probably the sexier name. <laughs> it is, but I think it gets it gets across the board, you know. But if you're if you're indie, you ask for Jeff Wilson. That I think it's a good point. Work yeah. work down, which I mm-hmm. think they're kind of neck and neck in rankings and shit. But I I do like Jeff Wilson's game a lot better. But mm-hmm. that's I think that's all it would take. So mm. that if 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 I'm Miami, I'm making that deal immediately. You know, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Miami is definitely in the running. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason There's why others. I didn't put Miami as the team is because I like the Bears trade package. <laughs> I think it's Indy wins right? the most if they trade with the Bears. I know they do because. Indy will be trash. Yep. So they're picking early. Yeah. Say they get the Panthers pick. They got two early picks. Right. But again, if we give him like a second or something, like shit, if we could get him and keep our two first. 
Oh, that's robbery. Off, that's it's highway the robbery. season of the fucking year, dude. My God. At least trade your fucking pick. All right. If you get him for none of them two, right? Like, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> I got pictures of who, man. Uh, here we go. Howie Roseman out there again. But I'm telling you, that Tuesday deadline and being all public and dramatic about the shit, I think it definitely fucking helps whoever's trying to get him. Like, oh, they're desperate? Cool. Come on down for a fifth rounder. No, I, I yeah. agree. I yeah. I, I do have that that hunch that hits in me that 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 kind of says he might fuck around and go for a third and a fourth. I'm thinking if at this, this point gets to like the weekend and shit. Yeah, yeah, that price is is gonna start plummeting, dude. Yeah, just gotta wait it out. Yeah. So fuck. We'll see hey. what happens, man. But I would love to see him in. Chicago. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if you want to see that. But <laughs> the fit would be amazing in Chicago, I, and I would love I that for Fields. I would be so fucking happy for the right mm. price. That is a big, that's a big move for Chicago. But yes, I we think that shall see if they get JT that they threaten a 500 record. I, oh, I think so. I think yeah. he gets us a couple extra wins there. Yeah, I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's big, real NFL and fantasy implications there, folks. So stay tuned to that fucking story. I've, I feel like he's going to make a move like before Saturday. Like this is coming quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, very, it, I'm very interested to see where he goes. It has to because, like you said, the divorce papers are already signed. Yeah, prenup was already burnt, so bags are packed. He's waiting for a cab now. Yep, that's a cab. Look at Uber. See, I'm old, motherfuckers. <laughs> a lift, <laughs> a lift. Yes, waiting for a lift. Uh, the other news I want to talk about in the NFL, and I, we, you and I spoke about this for a second, is on the 49ers. There is a big fucking story that came out, and. They had a quarterback controversy when it comes to the number two and number three spots. Their guy is Brock Purdy. He had a big season last year. I know he's Ryan was not a big fan of him. You know me. I was on the Purdy wagon. Choo-choo. Woo-woo. And we rode that shit to the NFC title game, and then it all fell apart. But Purdy is the guy. He's got a little something-something. Mm-hmm. But that left one Mr. Trey Lance, who we'll get into in a second, and Sam Darnold competing for the number two and number three. Now, like anybody else would fucking realize and do if they were a Niners coach or a GM or something. Um, Trey Lance was the third pick in the draft a couple years ago that you traded multiple picks for. You would think at worst, he's the number two quarterback. Let him season a little bit more. He had an injury, all that shit. Came out today, again, because we're just putting all of our fucking knowledge in public right now. Um, Sam Darnold was named the number two quarterback with Trey Lance being number three, which... People are losing their minds because what a what a slap in the face. What a crumble from just a matter of a couple of years. Now, for those of you who reside beneath a boulder, um in the twenty you see what I did there? Um in the, the twenty twenty one draft, the Niners traded um from spot twelve to spot three. They traded three picks, multiple first rounders, and they traded up for number three to get trade Lance. Now I I got this breakdown for how this trade went. I don't know if you remember all this. I'll see if you can recall. But listen to the trade and everything that resulted from it so you can kind of get a picture of how big this trade was to get Trey Lance, who was supposed to be the quarterback of the future. No, yeah. Um, wasn't like Jalen Waddle? I'm glad you brought him up. So here's the breakdown. So again, Niners traded the, the picks to, from three picks to Miami, went from 12 to three. Got, was... got Trey Lance. Wait, hold up. Can I just... I, off yeah. the top of my head, I could be wrong, oh. but I think it was. You're gonna try to guess it? Yeah. Oh boy! The oh, picks ended up to be Jalen fucking Waddle. Uh huh. I think they ended up getting Bradley Chubb with one of the picks. They did. 
Come on. Somebody else who's like the, really good. Uh, let me the think big name. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. That's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance for those three elite fucking players. Miami went insane in 2021. Yeah, you, <laughs> he's like in tears over there. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, oh my god. But let me get, let me give you the whole breakdown because it's so it's deep and intricate, but it's still kind of simple. So after Niners did that trade, yes, Miami moved from 12 to six. Then in which they got Jalen Waddle. They did that trade with Philly. So Philly was at 12 then. Philly then traded up with the Cowboys to go to number 10, in which they picked Devontae Smith. What the fuck? <laughs> Hang on for the for the cherry on top. The Cowboys were then at number 12, because after all the trades were done, Cowboys were last. They get Micah Parson. Yeah, no, I was just about to say that. I was like, wait, yep. that means that they took Micah with 10 pick. <laughs> all that for the Niners to get Trey Lance, who is now the quarterback three. That was intense. I know, right? That I was, read that and I just sat there like, wow, those are all top tier names. Top tier names. I didn't even, I stopped at the Dolphins. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins by itself was ridiculous. A fucking Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner was in the mix and potential defensive player of the year was in the mix. Mm. So, yeah, you know, that's all. Wow. Geez. Wow. If, if the Niners would have stuck at three and taken Waddle, Smith, or Parsons, they would have won. I think so. That's a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh wait, hold, mm. hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. I can't believe I'm gonna do this on air. Hello? Uh I'm recording. Oh no, you good. Uh you wanna say hi? Well, why? Why are you so shy? Alright, I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon? It's Flareon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I'm throwing that shit in. Yes, please. <laughs> She could have said hi. You could have said hi, Flareon. We would love to have you on the show. I'm dying to know more. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bring her on one of these days. She is more than welcome. And we more can, than welcome. We can talk shit about each other to you. I like that. That's a good idea for a show. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, long, long story short, Trey Lance got hurt last year. Finally, Garoppolo was gone. Now it's his opportunity to be the starter. Gets hurt in the second game. Brock Purdy took over, and there was no looking back. So now the idea is that Trey Lance is on the trade block. I mean, he's QB3 now. Why wouldn't they get rid of him and cut their losses? So, again, same question. Where's Trey Lance going? Pretty good Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And again, this is going to be dirt cheap because he's a QB3. So Yeah. Um, Bump and dump. Where does he go? All right. So I don't have a definitive team like how I had with Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Just because, you know, quarterback is always so, like, wishy-washy. Yeah. Uh, one minute a true. team needs one. Next minute, their third-string quarterback is Brock Purdy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just kind of happens like that, yeah. Um, so there's a couple teams I can see. I can see uh the Commanders going in for Trey Lance. Mm. I can see Ron Rivera implementing a similar type offense, um, like how he had in Carolina with Cam Newton. Good their point. their builds are the same, play styles are kind of the same. Uh, you can easily compare the games. You know, big strong quarterbacks that can run, very yeah. strong. Um, I can see him there. I can see him with the Saints. I can see the Saints Ooh. taking this project. Um, That's interesting. Like maybe not to the same extent, but throw him in that like Taysom Hill Swiss yeah. Army. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, like wide out. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting, actually. That Wildcat quarterback, and he can—he's a way better passer than Taysom Hill. I oh yeah, Taysom Hill so, just lobs. That, that's it. He's talented, but yeah, yeah. he's not throwing um, darts out there. 
the last team I'd say I'll give three teams. Um, another NFC South team. I know they like Ritter. I'm talking about the Atlanta. Oh, Falcons. that I actually really like that. I like that fit. I I'm not sold on Ritter. Me personally, no. That's just me. Nobody is. I think we talked about think. it a little bit. Like we we, we don't have big expectations for Ritter. No, which um, is bringing down my things about Bijan a little bit. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I think Ritter is gonna have a similar type career like uh, Sam Darnold. I was gonna say Mariota, <laughs> or that, or yeah, or that too. Yeah, yeah. along them Pretty lines. Similar. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think I think Trey Lance can easily. I can't say that because I haven't been in camp with Trey Lance. <laughs> what? You haven't? Theoretically speaking, I think Trey Lance can go in there and win the trust of the head coaches mm. over Desmond Ritter because I think he's a better quarterback today than Desmond Ritter is. But that's just me personally. Oh, yeah. I like, like I said, I haven't been in camp with either of the guys. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just taking what I see on film. Speculating. Yeah, and speculating off that. Oh, yeah. Guys, um, but so if I were to pick a team, I would say the Commanders. I like that play. And honestly... I think any really good quarterback on the Commanders and they are nasty team. Like that's a really good ascending team right now. Yes. Keeping a close eye on them. Yes. They they got a number one receiver. Yeah. They got a number two receiver in Jahan Dotson. Right. That defense is legit. Um, great coaching in Ron Rivera. Yep. Like And then the not... two running backs you can win with. Robinson and uh Gibson, you can win with right. those two running backs. You can definitely win with those two. So that's a sneaky team, I think. That's one mm. you gotta watch out for. Definitely. Especially because NFC East is a little little shaky, a little weak. I'm not a big. I'm not sold on the Cowboys. You know that. And Eagles. Oh are the no, it's it's team. Philly and yep. everyone else. Everybody else. So yeah, I you know Washington has a real good shot of being like a sneaky good wild card. That'd be I'd be all about that. Yeah, no, I I I strongly believe if at some point they start Jacoby Brissett, they will have a better record than the Dallas yes. Cowboys. Yeah, let's not even go on the Sam Howell thing. Oh my goodness. No, I, I like Brissett. I don't know what they're doing, but I like Brissett. I think you bring Brissett in to start, not to be backup, but that's a story for another time. We're not GMs, remember? Exactly. We just play one on Madden. <laughs> one of us very poorly. Um, I do have one team that I think is fucking perfect for him. Situation, order of the franchise, the talent they've got, and but I hate to say it because they're in our they're in our division. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Now I know the, the California kid doesn't want to go back into the snow and shit, but Kirk Cousins is on his last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. You've already seen the best of Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. We've seen Cousins for a long time now, and he is a good quarterback, if not a great one. He'll get you a certain way, and they're talented enough to get to the playoffs every year, but it's like he'll get you uh, to he's the got a ceiling. Lose in the first round. Yeah, he, he we, we've seen his ceiling. So you've got to start thinking for the future. And I'm not saying Trey Lance is the future in Minnesota either, but like there are worse stopgaps for when Cousins is fucking done. I'd, I'd mess with Trey Lance for a couple of years and see what you got with him. Like, why not? I agree. Let him show his potential. He's got potential. He's not a terrible fucking player. He just has some injury risk, and but he's got great mechanics. He just hasn't really gotten the chance to show it off yet. But and I agree with Justin Jefferson makes it a little bit easier to show off. Yeah, you know, a lot easier, huh? Yeah. So we'll see. But I feel that I would hate to see it because I don't want that kind of competition. I want the, you know our division to be very easy. But Fields. And Lance in the same division is spicy. Fields and Lance, Hooker and Jordan Love for the mm. future. Four I'm down with that. Black quarterbacks in the NFC North. Who That's the fuck saw new. that shit coming? The, nobody would see that shit coming. So all for it though. <laughs> hey, real quick, real quick. Uh, last yes, thing sir. about Trey Lance. Yeah, you brought up a real good point about him not not being able to showcase his talents. Yeah, right. Um, one obviously that 
injury. Yeah, that's, that's out of bounds. Um, and number two, I believe Shanahan's scheme doesn't fit well with his game. It doesn't he needs seem more like, it of does. like a bullshit scheme, like like a Trubisky type scheme. Yo, <laughs> remember when he, he and Nagy <laughs> was going off in Chicago? He needs yeah. a scheme like that where he could just do whatever the fuck and just some occasionally bullshit. throw a bomb and maybe even a pick or three. Again, I I will stress. At the time, we thought that was genius. Like that was fresh Chicago football, and yes. everyone was having a good time. I don't know how that shit worked, but you saw the next year, everyone and their mom knew exactly the plays they were running. Like, all the surprise was gone. So, hearing a true bisky naggy plan sends a shiver <laughs> up my spine now. So, I don't know if I'd go that far with it. But, yes, I know what you mean. A little more dynamic of a playbook, and he'll be just fine. Yes. Give him something to do. All right, sir. Time to transition to the main event. And I use that term for a reason, because UFC 292 is in the books this past mm. weekend. It went down. And the main event of that one... Big time fight that we've been talking about for months. So we'll say that for last. Is this your second shot you're doing now? Or did you do two already? Nope, this is my second one. That's your second one. Okay. Yeah, he's three more to go here. I'll take one when we sign off. I like it. And then um I'll take another one probably at the end of the segment. There you go. Good. You have a plan. Planned it out. Mm. <laughs> you can continue talking while I slowly kill myself. Cheers, sir. <laughs> so we'll start with the first one. Are you praying to that shot? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it looked like you were praying a little bit. <laughs> so we opened the uh, the pay-per-view with an actual fan favorite, uh, Marlon Chido Vera and Pedro Munoz. Let me make sure I got mm. that right. Pedro Munoz. Munoz. So, again, two well-known, very, very skilled fighters uh, in what I would imagine is a high, you know, top contenders type of match. So this one had some, some heat to it, some stakes. And honestly, the energy level of the entire fight I thought was high. From beginning to end, there was really no lulls in this fight at all. They came out swinging. Um, Munoz was, he had a plan, clearly. It was working the leg. We talk about chopping the tree down. So he was just trying to get that leg fucked up all the time. And that shit didn't pay off immediately because he got kicked in the face within 10 seconds. I was like, oh, okay, plan B. So, (laughs) and to his credit, you know, Cheeto Vera came right back and just the jabs were the story of the night. And my God, I always knew Cheeto was like a damn good striker, but like, holy shit, his timing was impeccable. Like just piecing Munoz's face apart and getting bloody and battered. I mean, the thing was, it's still very even. Even with all the, the time, you know, jabs and shit like that, the percentages for both fighters almost even through the entire fight. They were really exchanging a lot. And Munoz, yeah, you were getting tagged in the face, but he was giving it back as good as he was getting to. So, yeah. you know, I, I thought it was a really good fight. Ichido ended up getting the win. It did go the whole three rounds. I mean, but that jab, that got him there. So, yeah, it, I thought it was a really solid fight. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was, well, b- before I give my thoughts about the fight, I just want to give a disclaimer out there that the 135 Bantamweight division in the UFC is arguably the best in the best in the fucking promotion. It's so so good. It's so stacked. Yeah, like damn. For example, um, Sanhagen is ranked right next to Chio. Yep. And Sanhagen demolished him just to give right. people like you know, what I'm saying some perspective. Right. And Pedro is ranked right there with them too. That's true. And in my opinion, I thought Cheeto decisively won. I, I thought, did too. I thought Cheeto was going to get a finish. I felt like he was going to because he got smoother as he went with those jabs and like he was setting yeah. himself up he started really nailing him in the third so i was like 
He's going yeah, out. And, and Cheeto's known as like a, a heavy hitter. Yeah. He's known to you can read, hear and then in round two, three, he'll pick it up and knock you out. Like what he right. did to uh, Dominic Cruz. That's right. Damn. So I was actually a little disappointed that Cheeto didn't finish Pedro because, yeah. in my opinion, Cheeto is the better fighter. Mm, I think so. Um, And he has the power to to knock anybody out in that division. Super. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed he didn't get a finish, but overall, it was a good fight. Yeah. Um, good Very solid fight. win. Yeah. Technical. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. Lots of just calf kicks and just punches to the face. That was most of the not a lot of takedown attempts. It was just who's gonna knock the other one out. That I like yes. shit like that. Sometimes yes. you just need that kind of scrap. So moving on, next up was uh Damone Blackshear and Mario Batista. Now, this one has some changes to it. The the biggest news coming into this one, this was not the original matchup for the record. Uh, I believe Mario Batista was supposed to face, not mistaken, Cody Garbrandt. I believe it that's was Cody. Was supposed it to was be. Cody. It was supposed to be Cody. Yes. So that actually got canceled. But here's the crazy shit about Damone Blackshear. He took this fight seven days after his last fight. Fucking he dog. Fought, he fought last week, ladies and gentlemen, and that was on his birthday too, no less. And then he yep. took this fight. So that's like tied for like the shortest turnaround between fights in UFC history. That's banana. Like what a what a, like I said, what a dog. Fucking Good dog. for him, right? Not yep. only did he win last week, he won by a twister submission. Which and is how many twisters have there been in the promotion? Three. It was Oof. the third one ever. It's it was a super rare submission that he won on his birthday. So yeah, Oof. I I don't blame him for being like, oh, I can fight anybody right now. Fuck it, mm-hmm. let's go again. So yep. good for him. That was pretty ballsy to take a fight like that. And like I said, for Batista, he I mean shit. Cody Garbrandt is is big time. So. Putting yourself in that mind space of, you know, trying to get through this kind of a gatekeeper in this division, and now you've got a completely different opponent. So that, mm-hmm. that can mess with you a little bit. But, I mean, most of this was kind of how I thought it was going to. It didn't really have a lot of surprises. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a lot of mixing up, but round one was pretty much all Blackshear. Like, mm-hmm. that, he, he controlled most of that. But then the last two rounds, like, Batista really just kind of turned up the heat on him. And that third round, he was kind of going nuts and Blackshear really couldn't keep up with it. I kind of thought, you know, Batista might get a tap or something, but it ended up, he just kind of outlasted him and Batista did win and it was a unanimous decision. So yeah. again, not a lot of surprises, but Blackshear, I don't blame him for kind of running out of gas. Yeah. He just fought absolutely. last week. Like yeah. that, that's, that's fair. And let, let me make this very, very clear. When a fighter takes a fight on seven days notice, he has to make weight again. Yes. So he rehydrated after weighing in, cutting down to 135, rehydrated. You have to make weight on, was that Friday? I believe it's Friday. I think it's Friday. Yep. You have to make weight on Friday. So six days from when he signed mm. the dotted line to take the fight, he had to make weight again. And I'm sure that took a toll on his body. Well, so that sounds like hell. And honestly, I think that's why he lost. I don't want to make yeah. any excuses for him. No, but I think he that's why he lost. Either. He didn't, like you said, the first round, he dominated. Yeah, he's kicking his that's, ass. That's all he had. That was it. That's all he had left in the tank because he was draining <laughs> from what he put his body through. Right. He was hoping he was um, going to finish it. Like, please, just go down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't learn anything from this fight. I didn't either. I, I knew all this shit already. Batista, he trains with O'Malley, good striker. Ah, makes um, sense. And then Blackshear, he's a well-rounded fighter Um, that could use work on his stand-up. Sure, yeah, seemed like it. Um, but like I said, he's a dog. He took a fight on 
fucking seven days notice. That's balls. Had to make weight again. Um, he probably walks around at like one sixty. Probably you cutting cut 20, 25 pounds back to one thirty five. Yeah, Jesus, that's oh boy. In six days? No, that's yeah. That's I challenge insane. anybody to do that. Let Fuck me know how it goes. That. Fuck that. No, two thank weeks you. straight. Two weeks straight. Right. Yeah. So all respect to Demon Blackshear, man. I yeah. mean, kudos to you. Way to go. He's, he's one of my favorite fighters right now. I I think he's, he has a bright future in that division. I think so. Because Great of his game. well-rounded skills. Yes, absolutely. If he can refine his stand-up, oh, he's going to be crazy. <laughs> I like it. Got some future stars in the making here. Got to keep that mm-hmm. shit moving, right? Speaking of future stars, let's move on to the third fight. And a fast rising star in Ian Gary taking on Neil Magny. Now, again, um, I believe Magny was also a replacement. This was supposed to be Jeff Neal on this fight, mm-hmm. who I was actually looking forward to that because I think they match up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ian Gary is he, he is a star on the rise. You know, the Golden Boys and Dana White puts, you know, the machine behind them. But honestly, yep. Gary's got a great fucking game. A mm-hmm. little bit of Izzy I see in there, just saying, because he's, he's tall and lanky and he moves a little unorthodox. So, but he is undefeated, and Maggie takes the fight. And oh boy, um, Neo Magny spent the entire fucking fight just getting his legs annihilated. It was pretty fucking rough because Ian Gary, when the bell rang, swept immediately, just put his ass in the dirt, and they just kind of sit there like, "Get up, let's go." And he went on to do that same sweeping move after chopping those legs apart at least a half a dozen times. Magny was on his ass through most of that fucking fight. Mm-hmm. So this was a pretty big showcase for Ian Gary. It just all his striking, his timing of his jabs. Oh, man. It's pretty pretty deadly combo there. So Neil Magny, again, who, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Neil Magny has like the most wins in was in the division. Welterweight division history. So, like, yeah. he's not a scrub by any means. Nope. This was an actual test for Ian yeah. Gary. He just passed it with flying colors. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. So, I like what I saw. Again, I kind of expected Ian Gary to win, but I knew it was going to be still kind of a tough fight for him. This one kind of just by the book for him. And he moves on, probably top 10 ranking, but who's next? That's what I want. For Ian Gary? For Ian Gary. Who would you want to see? So, the UFC can go a lot of different directions with this. You could make a main event and go undefeated versus undefeated. You can go Rachmanov versus Ian Gary. Oh, good God. That's a mountain of a difference, though. <laughs> I mean, they're both undefeated. They're both stars on the rise in the welterweight That's division. That's true. Um, they're going to meet at some um, point. Shavkat beat Jeff Neal. And yes, he was, right. uh, Ian Gary was supposed to fight Jeff Neal, but you know he fought Magny instead. Um, right. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, to do that fight. Otherwise, I, like I think Ian Gary's going to lose this fight. Uh huh. But he can go ahead and fight Wonder Boy if he wants. He did call out Wonder Boy at the end, and I was like, "He's going to oh, fucking lose." I don't know if you want Wonder Boy, dude. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. If you're a striker, you do not want Wonder Boy. No, I don't think so. You're playing right into his wheelhouse. Nasty kickboxer. <laughs> One of the best strikers in the game. He and he, Izzy, and O'Malley are probably in the top five. I would say so. It's pretty fucking close. Yeah. Uh, so you can I go mean, ahead he and fight did. him if you want, but I don't think that's a smart choice because you're going <laughs> to lose. I said the same thing. That was eyebrow raising, and I was kind of like, I don't think you want that smoke yet, man. Like, no, I get it, no. but shit, man. I get it. 
<laughs> I know what you're doing because right. you want to fight another striker so they don't take you down. Yeah, he called out the striking ability specifically. He said, "Let's see who the best striker is." And I said, "It's uh, not you. <laughs> it's not you." <laughs> like it's 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 what they call him Wonder Boy, bro. <laughs> yes, but there's one more guy. Oh man, one more guy. Yeah, but if he were to fight this guy, it wouldn't happen until next year. Who was that? Kevin Holland. <laughs> oh, I think Kevin Holland whoops no. his ass though. Oh this, yeah, this is my opinion. I, I think Kevin Holland whoops his ass. Holland's gritty, dude. That would be Holland's a fucking phenomenal fight. That's true. And speaking of Holland, we saw he got signed to a fight with Jack Della Maddalena. Della Mandela, right? Della Mandela. Some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Della Maddalena. Which I still know that fucking last name, but <laughs> that's that's a big fucking fight. That's a test for both those guys. Yes, I'm and, thinking. Uh, I got Holland by KO. I think Holland gets this too. I like Della Maddalena's game a lot, but. Holland's a little bit on a roll now. I think he's feeling himself, so he, he could right. keep it going. Holland has... He didn't fight, but I just want to say, Holland has this right hand that yeah. is fucking powerful. He he touched uh, Wonderboy with it in their first mm. fight before he broke his right hand. Before he broke his... Yeah. He touched him shit. with it, and Wonderboy damn near dropped. <laughs> so, I can only imagine what Kevin Holland would do to someone else who just wants to strike with him. Because Chiesa, obviously, yeah. he... You don't yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kiesa's still fucking feeling that fucking fight. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. But Holland, Holland is a star on the rise, too. So, again, man. That's my boy. Look out for these men, dude. They're, they're fucking killing her. But let's talk about the women for a little bit here with our favorite, Zhang Wiley, defending Woo! her championship against Amanda Lemos. And what we were going to say, we were saying was going to be the fight of the night. Both heavy hitters, you know, Zhang's got a great ground game, great submission game, and uh, Lamosh has actually really good defense. So we were expecting kind of like a really, really strong fight here for both sides. Yeah. So Zhang just dominated this fuck entire with that. fight. Yeah, the fuck with that shit. Right. <laughs> she said, no, that's not how it's going down. And took the entire fight, which I was surprised because honestly, she could have pasted Amanda first round if she really was trying to. But I absolutely agree. This was a wrap, and I'll, yeah. I'll put it in perspective here. All five rounds, yes, Whaley is just destroying her with all kinds of crazy combos, putting her ass on the ground like 24 fucking knockdowns. It's just like so stupid. It was just a complete outclassing. But she also set a fucking record. Now check this shit out. The, the final tally for the strikes landed. <laughs> Amanda Lemos got 29. Zhang in five rounds? Oh my god, there's less than six rounds. <laughs> less than six around. Hang on, hang on. So, yes, 29 the entire fucking fight. Zhang Wiley got 296. <laughs> Can we have a moment of silence? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest strike differential in the history of the UFC. What else can you say? That's... Complete and utter demolition. And if you, if you watch the fight and you saw those numbers, you wouldn't be surprised. No, right? not at all. But if you didn't watch the fight and saw those numbers, you would have thought that Amanda Lemos looked fucked up. Right. <laughs> For five whole fucking rounds, by the way. But, this is... but Lemos, I'll give her props. Yes. She didn't look as bad to. as no. what the paper said it was, right? Exactly. She's She hung in there. Like, she, yeah. Yes, it was outclassed, but like the takedown defenses, like she was defending quite a bit of it. She was she striking was... the entire time. Like she was trying. She was present yes, the entire time. She was present the entire fight. So, yes, kudos to her. She did a great job. I'm not bashing her by any means. I'm just saying, as we say, 
there are levels to this game and and this, Wei Li is on some Chung Li shit. That's some Neo from the Matrix shit, bro. Some, like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> like, so see if you as a champion, if you go to a decision to defend your belt, this is how you want to do it. Absolutely. Pure Leave domination. No every asset or every facet of the game. Right. She dominated. Ground exactly. game. Stand up. Grappling. Whatever yep. whatever she wanted. She There's dominated. no question. Lamos no question even had her in a choke. Yeah, she did. She had the darts choke on her. And I was like, hey, it comes back. And no, nope. gone quickly too. So yeah, man. Damn. Levels. There are levels. No. So they need to make the know. fight happen. You know what yes, fight I'm talking about. I already <laughs> Whaley and Shaunan. I was literally gonna say, is it next? Because dude. Please. It has to be next. Chung Lee and next. uh Katana. There you go. Oh my god. Yes, we have been that clamoring might be for the best women's fight of all time. It's got a real potential to it too. So yes, we, yes. For those of you who don't know, what we're talking about Yan Xiaonan is a quickly becoming a massive favorite for us, who is a baller in this division and is ready for her shot. And we're kind of pussyfooting around with this shit, but it's like that is a money fight. If you ask, they me. need to make that fight happen in China. The oh, oh my god, dude, that'd be over the top, over the top. However. There's one other person that they're already kind of floating around, which... Please don't say the name. I think you're going to say it. Who am I going to say? Are you going to say Juliana Pena? No, I'm not. No. Oh, my God. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank God. I was going to say, are... she's going to come down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Who no, are you going to no. say? They are trying to float the idea of Tatiana Suarez, who is a little oh. in this division. It's undefeated. She's pretty, she, she's pretty good. She stopped uh, Jessica Andrade. I believe you're right. But, yeah... Kinda have to go the undefeated fighter for a title shot. That's kind of how it works, you know. But man, I, uh, I still think it needs to be Shaunan. Please, it uh, needs to be. She did beat Andrade. Yes, second round submission. I mean, that's a big name to beat in that division too. So it's yeah. just coming off a big win. But mm-hmm. Lamos so, beat Andrade in order to get the title shot. I believe I could be wrong. I, I know Andrade was one of her most recent fights, and she knocked her out. She lost against Andrade. But she beat like Watterson. She beat Rodriguez. So mm. she's been on so, a bit of a tear. So she definitely earned her shot, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. One of those two is next. We're hoping for Xiaonan, but I understand if it's Suarez. We'll see what happens. Or yeah. give me a contender fight. Eliminate one. That's I wish they would do more of that shit. Give me some eliminator fucking fights. Let's, right. let's figure out who these opponents are going to be without just throwing against the wall and seeing who's available. Yeah, Have some exactly. Have some planning, man. Mm-hmm. All right. It's almost time for your third shot. <laughs> As you because, speak on this fight, I will take my shot. Sounds good. The main event that we have been clamoring about for quite a few weeks now, a couple months now, was the Bantamweight Championship between Sugar Sean O'Malley and Aljamain Sterling. Now, this was in Boston, keep in mind. Whew, Boston was fucking brutal to Aljamain Sterling. This was like a home game for Sugar Sean O'Malley. Mm-hmm. And when I say home game, I mean, like, the Yankees are playing the World Series in New York, and they just swept. That's what it fucking sounded like. And I was like, God damn. So, Aljamain's credit, he took the villain role very well. He just let me fucking hear it. But they're going to ape shit for O'Malley. And that vibe was in the air. We talked about that at length of just saying how even these guys really are and how the weaknesses and strengths they have are deadly. It can be done by a knockout. It can be done by a tap out real fucking fast. So... Mm-hmm. High stakes on this one. And for all its credit, first round, you know, slow dance. 
get to know <laughs> each other. Figuring it out, they were very cautious of each other's strength and weakness. They, you know, O'Malley knew if he gets wrestled, he's probably toast. And likewise, Aljamain knew if he gets hit with one, he's fucking, he's probably out. He's probably done. So, first round was just a lot of, you know, a lot of even strikes, playing it safe. That's cool. Second round happens, and Aljamain came out with that plan. He was going for that takedown. O'Malley stopped him, surprisingly stopped the takedown, and I think that is what changed the momentum of the entire fight. Because then it was like, oh, shit, he's probably worked on it. And Aljamain didn't let up. He rushed in. He tried throwing what could have been a really nasty right. And O'Malley kind of took a couple steps back and timed an immaculate counterpunch. Just a fucking magnum to the face. And Aljo's face hit the fucking mat. Like, he bounced off the mat. Now, Please don't ask him. Exactly. Now, he kind of recovered a little bit, but it was it was a wrap. And Sugar Sean O'Malley is your new Bantamweight champion as Ryan takes his shot as his punishment for losing our long-term bet on this one. <laughs> Nicely done. Ugh. You going to survive that? <laughs> that one was a little easier than the second one. <laughs> Good, as we said. But it still sucked. Yeah. That's that's probably gonna um, suck. You're almost done. You're almost done. Hey, one more. <laughs> what um, do you think, sir? Obviously, I had um, Aljamain coming into this fight. Of course. And everything, not everything, but the pressure that I said would work in Aljamain's favor actually didn't. No, it did not. Um, I think he. I don't think he had a rush in. I think he got impatient. I. Ooh, yes. 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 I think. Uh, I think O'Malley was frustrating him in the first round because O'Malley he came out. And he was like, "All right, I'm not gonna do shit." Exactly. Got patient. So you can try to take him down if you want, but I'm going to just jab the shit out of you, eventually hit you with this one-two, and yep. we'll see where it goes. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I think Aljamain <clears throat> came into the second round feeling like, okay, I need to put my imprint on this match, which yes. I totally understand. You're the champion. Absolutely. You arguably lost the first round, even though it was relatively close because nothing really happened. I feel like he actually won the first round right yeah. at the very last second because he tried. That's yeah. it. Otherwise, he was done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could have gone either way. Could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, and you know he came out. Um, obviously he kept the pressure on, and O'Malley was backing up, backing up. But that's the thing, O'Malley fights very well going backwards. Exactly. Yes. Played right into his hand. You, I mean, there's nothing. You said it. There's nothing else more to be said. He he moved just out of range. Yep. And timed that right hand and knocked so many other people out. Oh yeah. And then it it was was fucking beautiful. It was it was done. That's it. Um, this fight, although I didn't really care who won, to be honest with you. Oh I no, just I just wanted a good fight. Win. I, just, I yeah. wanted a good fight. The fight did not disappoint. No, it was very exciting. I, I thought someone was going to get finished, and somebody got finished. Hey, whether it's a want? tap out, go to sleep, or knockout, hey, it happened. Right, I take uh, that. Every other result on the car was a decision, other than this yes. one. So on the main car too. Yeah, thank God. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, congratulations to Sean O'Malley. Uh, like I said, I'm a fan of Sean O'Malley. Absolutely. I love the way he strikes. Yes. Um, I love his build. I like those tall, lanky guys because they're built Absolutely. like me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. I you agree. So, you know, I, I always, I root for those guys. But like I said, I thought Aljamain was going to win. My logic said Aljamain. As it should. I mean, yeah. and as much as like I gave Aljamain credit, I mean, sorry, crap. I'll give him some credit here now too. Like, the man pretty much injected new life into this division. So it can never Absolutely. be said he was a bad champion by any means. He was a great champion. Did I, think it was, 
Did I think he was illegitimate at first? Yeah. Has he kind of won me over now? Yeah, quite a bit, actually. Like, I respect the man's fight. He did do a lot to make this a very exciting division. And I think O'Malley takes it to the next level because he's very flashy and flamboyant, and they're going to put his face fucking everywhere. It already is. And here's a, a note about that. You know how I know this is like Dana White was like his wet dream? Normally, after the fights, you can see clips of some finishes on YouTube and social media, things like that. But oh. they usually they usually cut out the very end because you're supposed to pay for that part. That's yep. the best part. Somebody get knocked out, right? When O'Malley's video came out, his knockout of Sterling was live in living color on every social media site from that point until even maybe an hour ago. Yep. It's it's replayed everywhere. His face exploded. If you didn't even know who he was, you fucking know who he is now. And yep. it's been a week. It's been a week. And to even. take it further, yeah. On the UFC YouTube channel, they actually posted up the entire second round. See? They never ever do that. They don't do Not that after the fight. No. No. You get some classics like that, maybe, but Yeah. They don't do that shit. So No. Um that tells you what you gotta know about how now, big they want this star to be. Yeah. Uh now I know that Cheeto and Sugar Sean want to run it back. Yes, they do. But in my opinion, that's the wrong fight to make. Mm. All right. Who you got? I, I think I know the right who you're fight to make. It's Sean O'Malley it. versus Corey Sanhagen. I knew you were gonna say Sanhagen. Yep. And I actually agree with you. I think Sanhagen I, earned his shot. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think stylistically they match up very well. Oh yeah. It's very um, similar. They're about the same height. Yep. Uh both very dynamic strikers. Uh different strikers, but very dynamic in their own right. Right. Um Sanhagen probably has the ground game advantage, but overall, yeah. I think that's going to be a fucking war. Woo! And that's oh, the fight to yeah. make. I absolutely agree with you on that one. That's I had Sanhagen written down too, but I understand why it has to be Cheeto. And yeah. if you if I you don't it. know, Sean O'Malley has one L on that record of his, and it belongs to Cheeto. To Cheeto. So that's the only man to slay him. So yep. you kind of have to run this. You, you kind of you know have crazy? to. So Cheeto beat Sean. Yep. Right? Yep. But Corey beat Cheeto. Exactly. See? And this is why I say eliminator fights. Sanhagen Cheeto. Let's figure it out. Who's next? If you really no, but, think you're next, take him out. So, I mean, Sanhagen beat Cheeto already, so Sanhagen should... When was that, though? That was recent. I watched that, that fight. Really? Oh, he shit. dominated Cheeto. Cheeto didn't do if, shit. If that's recent, then fuck that. Fuck yeah. everything I just said. It was, no, no, it was no. recent. Oh, you're right. That was only two fights ago. <laughs> nope. Sanhagen. That's the call. Without a doubt. Sanhagen. Sanhagen or Marab? Marab would be a good choice, too. But Sanhagen, I think, has absolutely proved He earned it. He's... Yeah. He's absolutely next in line, but maybe they don't want their their boy O'Malley to lose just yet. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> why they would make O'Malley no and Cheeto part two. No disrespect at all. I'm just saying. No. You got the shiny new toy. I wouldn't yeah. want to be taking it outside yet. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's just the facts. Time. It's just the facts. Like mm -hmm. That's just good business. Yeah. So We'll see. We'll see what happens, but it was a very solid night of fights. Surprising the way some of the fights went down, not necessarily the results, at least not for me. Uh, I'm not the one doing shots. But surprising for the way some of them turned out. Again, I really think Zhang really should have just mopped up 
lay motion the first, but hey, a good five round burner where they're just they're both trying, and even if she's dominating, I like it. Those those fights are fun to watch too. You just have to get a little something out of it. That's it was a five round ass whooping. It exactly like that's fun too. Shit. <laughs> yeah. If you don't knock somebody uh, out, that's how you're supposed to do it. There you go. Well, sir, I think it's about time for your final shot and your final words for your fans tonight. Well, uh, before I take my final shot, I just want to say um, my fucking back hurts. <laughs> You've been a trooper through this whole uh, thing, man. My spinal. Oh, my <laughs> spinal. Shout out Mike Tyson. My spinal. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. man. Please don't overtrain. Uh, to make oh, matters man. worse, I was working on nothing but my left hand, the jab, and the lead hook. As you uh, should. But... Huh? I said, as you should, but maybe ease up a little bit next time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Trying to be like Sean O'Malley and shit. <laughs> hey, I'm t- man, we're, we're, we're five years. No, we're three years away from this happening. I'm telling you, I know you won't be a boxer, but mixed martial arts, I can make you a star. Hey, hey it might happen. It's, it's very likely to happen. I, I'll, I'll let you know right now. Saying, um, so everybody watching, uh, watching, listening, anywhere you are, uh, be on the lookout. I'm uh I'm going to have fights on my resume before this is all said and done. Yes, yes. And Caesar oh. will be in my corner. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Oh my god, Caesar will be in my corner. If it's if it's most likely it's going to be boxing. That's fine. If not, I don't care. If not, it'll be. If not, it'll, it'll probably be kickboxing. Yes. Woo! I'm but telling boxing, you, boxing most likely. Rocky soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude! Oh my god! Well, we're gonna manifest that dream. I'm telling you, Bank Bros Sports Agency. Mm. Oh man! Oh oh oh! Just I'm just putting it out there. We are I'm going just... to be sports business moguls. Oh man! So everybody just be, be on the lookout. Um, that'd be something. That'd be something. Uh, what's his name? What's uh LeBron James's man's name? Uh, Maverick Carter. Mav Carter. Uh, oh, boom! Uh, just trying to plug us in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just hey, let us know. Business, banking, bank bros. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Assets. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. Yes, yes. Well, let me ask for my last words for the fans. Hey, again, we just love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening and sticking with us. Even through our ridiculous injuries that happened to us, we are still here to give you the content that you need. So to find the content that you need, come see us. YouTube, Facebook. That's the Bank Bro Show. We're at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. And of course, it's the Bank Bro Show at gmail.com. So again, many, many ways of getting a hold of us. We are not hard to find because we're in your city. Ain't that right, sir? Yes, sir. We are in your city. You can bank on that. You said the lie too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I low key, I panicked because of this. <laughs> I know you did. You, that shot is shaking in your hand already. <laughs> Just you could take your shot there. <laughs> oh my God. Well. Uh. Till next time, folks. He's taking his final shot, and I'm gonna get some fucking sleep if it it just needs to happen. Need some sleep. It's been a long fucking <laughs> week already. So, uh, until next time, Bank Bros are here for you, and you can bank on it. Was that a protein shake? <clears throat> ah, he did it. <laughs> he One, finished two, it. Three, <laughs> <four>. <laughs>